0: Welcome back to another episode Hello. of True Side Talks. It's your boy, uh, Cosmic Charlie Jeremy Long. I got Noah Shockley. Midnight
1: Cowboy in the house. <laughs> big taquito, big sombrero. Um, you know, the loose ticket. The loose ticket.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the loose ticket. I like that one. That's a good name. Like coffee.
2: I am the big whip. I'm Lucas Wood. <laughs> Welcome back to another week.
1: Yeah.
0: Fun yeah. feel, fun fueled, fun filled. Yep. We didn't Riding do here. a we didn't do a Fourth of July episode the other day. It got too hectic. You can't really sit down and and really do stuff like that when you're when you're mm-hmm. hanging and barbecuing. <coughs> and, yeah, I true. mean, you can, but Between, we just I forgot didn't, we were gonna do it. To yeah, be honest, I kind of did too.
1: <laughs> Between the hamburger steak and the
2: brat. Where, where
0: are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? You, you how how are you gonna get that?
2: How you gonna get that podcast in there? And That's you a, got all those you on you play already. That. You got all that
0: red meat just rolling around in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this uh, this episode is brought to you by Laird Superfood. It's good shit. It's tasty. Everything that they got is good for you and good for your soul and your mind. I like the performance mushrooms. They combine four different types of mushrooms uh, called cardiceps, maitake, chaga, and lion's mane to help promote cognitive function, motherfuckers, so you can be sharp and shit. So if you ever want to take an IQ test, take some of that. You might be smarter. Who knows? Um, it really helps stimulate your body, and it's kind of it's kind of good to take before a workout or something because it really gives you a nice energy boost. But other than that, they got coffee, creamers, uh electrolyte packets, things like that, um, all 100% organic, and if it wasn't here 2,000 years ago, it's not found in uh, layered products, so nothing chemically at all made with Laird. So if you want to get 20% off your first purchase, go ahead and type in TruSight20 at checkout to give, get that nice 20% off discount. That, again, that's true site 20 all caps. Don't forget that because it won't work otherwise. So go do that. Go check out that website. Get, some, get yourself some good, healthy shit. Um, Take advantage of
1: that. The lion's mane lives within you. It grows inside you.
0: Gives you a lion's mane. Yeah. People Maybe. ask me how I got this hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell, it you, lion, I'll tell you how. <laughs> Um, also, this episode is brought to you by our Patreon. So make sure you go check that motherfucker out. My give us, some, give us some cash. Give us some Whoop. shit Whoop. so we can uh, make some money. Whoop. So that's under True Sight Network at Patreon.com. Um, and along with that, our third sponsor is Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start your own podcast. Do anything like that. They help get you streaming uh, and placement and various different streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play we use that um, to you know help promote our stuff uh, and they have a very easy uh, interface, anybody can make a podcast, I know it's like the new SoundCloud rap uh, podcasting is because anybody can do it get a but, mic and do it do but shit. if you ever thought about making Start a podcast, podcast if you ever thought about making one go check out Anchor, it's free and they help you out so uh, yeah, we love them they're really good Um Other than that, let's do the show. Let's move along. Move along. Move along. We've just been talking about celebrity death conspiracies. Conspiracies. Dun, 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 dun. dun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's the number one talk thing about on the podcast, uh, not on this podcast, but on all podcasts. Conspiracies.
0: Conspiracies with an underline and a bold lettering. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> always in red. Oh yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's in white. You're right. Sometimes it depends. so sometimes
2: it looks like handwriting, it's red. Sometimes it looks real bold yeah. and real 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 defined yeah. and then it's in white. Yeah. They always have a never nice, in black. They always we'll have a never nice palette
0: in black. Um <laughs> So we've been talking about like the Biggie and Tupac death conspiracy and uh and Jim Morrison. And Jim Morrison, which I was just telling the guys. I watched this cool interview with Ray Manzarek, the keyboardist of the doors, and heard some accounts. Kind of almost brought a tear to my eye last night. <laughs> but um, I guess we'll just start off with old Biggie and Tupac Two Tupac Shocker. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not too...
2: I don't know too much about this. I mean, I've seen like the movie mm-hmm. that they made about it, but... I don't know. I haven't really looked into. I've never really cared all that much about that one. Yeah. Like I love Biggie and Tupac, but to me, I was always just like,
0: okay, they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> they ain't making shit anymore. <laughs> well, end of story. Coachella. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: are they do. Oh yeah, they did the, the, hologram. the hologram. I still want to f-
0: do a hologram of myself, but. When I'm not dead. Yeah, like, while you're alive, it'd be even cooler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) if You're like, damn, dude, that's, like, me, but, like, I'm actually just in my house right now. Wow.
1: Yeah, I was actually, I was watching this Black Mirror episode last night, and they do that, uh... It was actually that, um, the Miley Cyrus one. Oh, really? But they have a hologram of her where she, she's, like, four stories
0: tall, and that'd be... Dude... That'd be really cool. Imagine a four-story tall Alex making the monkey face. Oh would my god! That'd tear, be so good. Fear. It'd spread fear and terror throughout the crowd. I would cry. It'd be I'd so be, good, man. All those little kids would be like, "What is that?" And be like, "It's the missing link." I don't know.
1: Yeah, picture that. Just like you have this dome, sort of a uh, like stadium, and then you can just have these giant versions of the band just like in different parts of the stadium so fucking you're just cool. like looking
0: up and around you and all the they're b- looking down at yeah. you oh my god it's like the titans that's cool well that's what that's a that's a true sight goal right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wembley Station or Wembley stadium that'll be our thing so yeah from Seventh circle to Wembley yeah it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, going to that's going to be the true sight come up you get you all we better fucking look
0: out because it's happening so I think Noah did you agree that you think Tupac's not dead I
1: hmm it's like I said like I can I can see way more motivation for like Jim Morrison to Mm -hmm. disappear yeah um although he
2: was at the end of his record label deal yeah like Tupac no, no John, Morrison. Right. They yeah, just, and Morrison. They had
0: just concluded business with Elektra.
2: Well, and also, he had he had talked a lot about different projects that he was going to do. Like, he had really wanted to go and start making films and shit, because that's what he wanted to do before he did music anyway. And that's what
0: he had talked about doing a lot before when he was going to leave, you know? So, since we're not <clears throat> airing, like, a video video on YouTube... I'm probably, it would be kind of cool if, like, we did an analysis of this Rayman's Eric thing, if you're open to yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. Because yeah, it would be kind of, like, a cool thing yeah, to do. Yeah, plus hear. it won't get
2: taken down since it's not going to be on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> um, they flag shit on YouTube quick. Man. Yeah, they do. Well, on Clover, there is no That slipping. is an ad. You just directly
3: message
1: the people you're interested in. Clover. I only want to talk to Richard. Hey, Clover, hit us up.
4: On was a nice spot. In 1971, uh, Jim Morrison died in Paris um, under what can only be called mysterious circumstances. We don't know what, uh, uh, what happened news. to Jim in yeah. Paris, and um, I don't think we're ever going to know what happened at Jim and, uh, to Jim in Paris. The last time books. I saw Jim was uh, in the recording studio when we were doing uh, finishing up uh, the album L.A. Woman. And that's actually the last time uh, Jim Morrison was in a recording studio, the last time he ever sang, to my knowledge, uh, on planet Earth, certainly the last time he ever sang with the Doors. But the last recording session, the last time Jim Morrison ever sang with the Doors was that haunted little whisper voice of uh, Riders on the Storm on the L.A. Woman album. Hmm. And after he did that, he said, uh, I'm going to Paris. He said, whoa, what a good idea, man. I thought it was an excellent idea. He said, you guys, we're we're close to being finished here. We've got most of the mixes done. We only got a couple more songs to mix. Everything sounds great. Why don't you guys just go ahead and finish up? And that was kind of unusual, too, because Jim would always be around. He He wouldn't leave. I mean, you know, he wouldn't be there for all the mixing, but he'd certainly come in to listen to the final mixes, the final takes and the final mix, and to hear the final album. So for Jim to actually leave before he heard... The entire finished album was very unusual, and I should have realized something was up at that time. But he said, go ahead and finish it up. You know, you get two or three songs. Everything sounds great, man. I'm leaving tomorrow for Paris. Pam's already over there. She's got a little apartment and got it all set up. She left a couple of weeks before me, and uh, I'm going to join her over there in Paris. We said, well, that's interesting. Uh, Paris, huh? How long are you going to be over there? He said, you know, I don't know couple of months, six months, I don't know, maybe maybe even a year, who knows, man, I don't know. I said, you know, that's a good idea, dude, because we had finished our Electra contract. We had done, delivered the requisite amount of recordings to Elektra Records. Our contract was concluded, and we were now a free and clear band to re-sign with Elektra if we wanted to sign with another record company to do whatever we wanted or do nothing, you know, to take a long break and just think about man, God, existence, and life. And we had a little bit of money in the bank from the record sales, so we were free to do anything we wanted. So Jim was going to go to Paris. And I yeah, said that's a I great wonder, idea.
1: Do you know if back then if there were any really big independent bands,
0: artists? I'm not too sure if it, like I feel like I feel like back then it was harder to be a hundred percent solely independent. Well it
2: cost so much to yeah. make a record back then. You because you don't like you, now have now where you can do it on logic and put it out. Yeah, I nobody think. had the equipment. I think there was independent producers like that Joe Meek type guy. Yeah, yeah, I think there was right. probably guys like him around,
0: um, doing but, that kind of shit. But, but, but even like, then he was getting funding from Right, yeah. They
2: well yeah, he had some like hit records or whatever, so yeah. it's like and record labels would pay him to make the record. Exactly. But so I don't know. Really, if that ever happened, I, I think so that's mainly I, a thing in the eighties where that started happening. I imagine if the doors, I bet, were,
1: like more like the nineties, just when the home studio, yeah, that yeah, e- yeah, just when that equipment came out, came out. Well, yes. I,
2: I think basically, I think it probably in the eighties is when like the independent record label came out, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then and then there's stuff. like the the actual
0: like independent artists is probably yeah. in the nineties. I you know? and I imagine and that if the doors would have continued afterwards. Like, if they would have, let's say they didn't sign to Elektra and they just were like, yo, we're going to be our own free forming thing. I would assume that they would have done that independent artist thing kind of We're spirit. done kind of
2: like what Pink Floyd had done. Exactly, uh, yeah. Where basically they own the music and
0: everything and they're not on a contract, but they license out stuff, which yeah. is now kind of the popular move. Well, yeah, it's because they like, license out. people don't even really need record labels yeah. anymore. They license no? out through EMI, which owned Abbey Road. And, I mean, they recorded Abbey Road all the time, but also animals and, um, like, the law and stuff, they just recorded on their own. So, right. Because they, they uh, Roger Waters bought a factory and converted it into a uh, recording studio. So, um, I feel like The Doors would have done something similar where it's like, well, we have money in the bank, let's just do our own shit. Yeah. Although they were um, a totally
2: different type of band, though. That is like true, that, Like, yeah.
0: Pink Floyd was always kind of, they were
2: very in control of their sound and stuff, yeah. so I think that's... For them, that was just a step in becoming more independent, where yeah. I don't know if the Doors were even looking for that. You know? you know,
1: I think like new bands and new artists should be really aware of that fact, that I don't think there really is any purpose for a record label anymore. No. Like, the only yeah. purpose for a record label, in my eyes, is a, is a jump, is a start. Right. To basically yeah. get that funding to make your first album. And you really don't even need that. You can make your own album. Right? Yeah, I think like, basically for, for me looking at promotion. it, I think it's touring. I yeah, think like, touring paying for tours to be, yeah. is like the... Yeah. Cause, I mean, and, and giving
0: you bands to tour with that have a, fa- a fan base already. Yeah. So that you can start so, to I it. I definitely think that if, like, you know, if you put out... Let's say you put out five records. And you're independent, solely independent. And then you get that record deal... I feel like that's probably a better uh, safe bet for the actual like record label because mm-hmm. like all right, so they already put out five records. Yeah, no, they may not be the biggest thing, um, but they already have discovered their you niche. know niche. Yeah, and so it's like as as like if I were a record exec and like I was looking at someone and they they have a catalog of you know nine albums, and I go well they have nine albums and all of them. You know, you can see a progression or a change in music or whatever. If not, who cares? Um, That would make me go, I would sign them because they obviously they have a push for creating and like I don't have to worry about going... Here, here's a six record deal. I want six records, and then it being some of them okay, and then some of them just like, well, I, we got to fulfill the contract, so here's some right, you know, subpar. But yeah, they, I
2: don't think they really do deals like that anymore. Like, I, no. I think like deals like that are a thing of the past. I think now it's mainly like you do, you give us a record, and if you want to do another one, we'll maybe do another one. You know, another I guess I don't contract. totally know what it looks well, like when you're in that, but other than I, like I think
0: Sony's very, um, Sony's one of the like Sony Music is one of the big ones who still kind of hold that Well, that's record. big big people though. I right. think like if you're Taylor Swift's size or whatever, yeah. which she's the one that just had all her music taken, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you're at that size, that kind of shit still happens, but I think like a band that's like at the size that probably we'd be at if we had if we were to get signed, like we, it would be like, okay, yeah, you make us a record and we'll put that record out right. and then we'll see what happens after that, you know?
0: Right. Um, well, let's uh let's continue this
4: actually get away from your drinking buddies get away from the bad companions and the hangers on that were always glomming on to jim and taking him to the bar and jim was always paying and he would wine and dine these sort of near-do-well friends of his quote-unquote friends and they were just sucking up his energy and sucking his vital essence and keeping him away from being a poet he would sit in the bar and talk all his energy away you know he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't be home writing i mean what he should have been doing was writing instead of talking it out and staggering in way past the midnight hour far too late and Pam was always mad at him because he was always running around and getting drunk with his friends and so Pam and Jim had a stormy relationship and I think to make things up with her he was going to go to Paris with her why they had picked Paris I have no idea they couldn't they should have gone to London it would have been a lot better. but they went to Paris for some reason or another. But I thought, that's great. Paris is great because that's the city of light, the city of artists, an American in Paris, uh, Hemingway and Fitzgerald and Henry Miller. and Man, that's just get get away from all of this L.A. stuff and this whole rock and roll thing and become a poet again. Become the guy that I knew back in Venice, the guy that I knew in the film school at UCLA, the writer, the artist, the good guy, the good human being, the funny human being, the intelligent, sensitive. Sensitive, energized young man that I knew back in Venice and I thought this is gonna be great go to Paris and do it man start to write again start to become an artist just be an artist again don't be a rock star be an artist and off he went and he said I'll see you brother and I said okay man you know just uh, stay in touch and uh, we'll talk to you in a while he went off to Paris and um you know we didn't hear anything from Jim one way or the other for about a month and a half two months record had come out la woman was doing great people say the doors are back the critics of the doors are back with their intensity and power once again and critics loved it and the uh, sales were doing very nicely and lover madly was a hit single so he had a hit single on an album that had some great long songs riders on the storm and la woman and like that and uh, jim called john densmore and asked John how the record's doing, and John said, oh man, it's doing great, you know, it's racing up the charts, and people love it, and Jim said, oh, it's terrific, man, he said, man, as soon as I get back, we gotta go on the road, I wanna play those songs live, you know, I mean, we never got to play those songs live john said to him exactly man boy i'd love to play la woman and riders on the storm we could take a bass player with us and jim said yeah why don't we take that guy that played with us that jerry chef guy man we'll take him on the road with us and john said yeah that's a great we will take him maybe we'll take the guitar player maybe not maybe we'll get some other guitar player at least take the bass player along and morrison said boy i can't wait to play those songs As soon as i get back man let's book a little tour what do you say john said okay man when you coming back and jim said i don't know you know i'm having a pretty good time you know I'll i'll be i'll be here for a while yet and john said okay man well you know next time i talk to you you know stay cool enjoy yourself and that was like in the middle early june that was early june and then by july 3rd that was it man I got a phone call uh, telling me uh, that Jim Morrison uh, is dead. A phone call from this guy that was our manager. And he called and said... uh... I just got a phone call from Paris saying that Jim Morrison is dead. And I said, ah, get out of here. I don't believe it to be Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison said, Paul is dead. There was a lot of, everybody's dead at that time. Paul is dead because he was walking across the street on the Beatles album, Abbey Road, and he was walking out of step and he didn't have shoes on. And in Italy, if you don't have shoes on, that means you're a corpse. You had a suit but no shoes. That's how they bury a corpse. And see, he's out of step with the other three guys that means he's dead you know people were starting to get a little death-obsessed Manson had happened and you know the the whole thing was getting a little weird, you know, obviously the Kennedys were dead and Martin Luther King was dead. So people were starting to think, my God, Vietnam, the ghosts, you know, this planet was filled with ghosts of dead young soldiers and Vietnamese women and children, Vietnamese soldiers. They were hovering on the planet. So it was starting to get a little spooky on planet <laughs>
0: Earth. <laughs> so, you know, I said,
4: I, I, I don't believe it, man. I said, It's just death rumors, you know, uh, because Jim, it, it, here's a funny story. Jim, had, th- th- we were at a party. You know, and that uh, Jim was supposed to be at the party, didn't come, was a little late coming to the party. Somebody runs in and says, Jim Morrison's just been killed in an automobile accident. Went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Five minutes later, Jim walks in the door. We said, Jim, Jim, man, I thought you were dead. He said, no, 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 rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. You know, always quoting somebody, a Mark Twain quote. And he said, Oh, yeah, you, you know. And then it was another time he had fallen out of a window and he was supposed to be dead. So when I heard the story that Jim Morrison was dead, I said, oh, It's ridiculous, man. It's just more of that paranoid death stuff. And uh, this guy said, No, no, this time I think it's serious. And I said, Well, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to Paris to check out some silly rumor, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, Don't worry, I've got a 12 o'clock flight. This was like 8 o'clock in the morning. So I got the 12 o'clock flight to Paris. I'm going over there. And okay, fine. Well,. Find out this time, will you, man? I mean, just, I said to him, I said, make sure. Just make sure this time, will you? Three, four days later, I get a phone call. This guy says to me, we just buried Jim Morrison. This was like on a Friday or Saturday. It was Friday, I think. Maybe it was Saturday. I forget, Friday or Saturday. Monday, it was either Monday or Tuesday morning. We just buried Jim Morrison. I said, What? So what are you talking about? I said, yeah. I said, wait a minute. This is like a rumor. This is not a rumor. This is not a silly little paranoid fantasy. You mean he's dead? Yeah, he's dead. We put the coffin in the ground. Cemetery is called Père Lachaise Cemetery. It's right in Paris. Beautiful old cemetery. Edith Piaf is there and uh, Isadora Duncan is there and uh, Eloise Avalon and, and uh, you know, Céline may be buried there for all I know. Chopin is there and Moliere is there. So there's a lot of artists there, beautiful old. I said, I don't care who's there, man. I don't. Wait a minute, what That's happened? It's you want uh, to
1: bring him back.
4: I, said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened.
1: There's fish fish oh,
4: yeah I mean, was he hit by a truck or something? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. His heart stopped. I said, heart stopped. What are you talking about? I said, how does he look? How does he look? And this guy said, I don't know. I never saw the body. I said, hold it. What do you mean you didn't see the body? It was a sealed coffin. They buried a sealed coffin. I said, you mean you, don't, you, you didn't say open? The, let me see Jim Morris. I want to see Jim Morris dead. You're telling me Jim Morrison is dead. Show me Jim Morrison dead. As a manager of the band, you say that's our lead singer. That's Jim Morrison. Let me see Jim Morrison dead. Jim Morrison was never seen dead. That coffin was put in the ground, covered over, and that was it. I said, "That's it." He said, "That's all I know, man. I'm telling you what I know. I was here. I, he's dead. He's dead." Pam was all broken up. I'm telling you, it was, Pam was just crying and weeping and everything. And you know, I, mean, I I just couldn't bring myself to open the coffin. I said, "Oh God."
0: yeah that's, that's that that's the one excerpt i listened to but that's the thing is like i guess that was an ad it's not over i just realized what i did <laughs> but um, that's a good stopping point yeah, um, yeah, we'll yeah. continue on for the last like two minutes but that's the thing is like you know even if it was like like one of us like let's say lucas died and there was a sealed coffin
2: don't put that evil on me. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> putting any. I'm not putting
0: evil, uh, evil on you, my brother. i was just saying, like, if I died, whatever, man. Like, I know for a fact that like one of us would be like, well, let me see, let me actually see, mm-hmm. like, let me know, because that's the type of thing where it's like, how the fuck are you gonna seal a sealed or uh, bury a sealed coffin and not confirm a you know a dead body. Um, and That's weird, under man. Those circumstances. Especially when you're in that, bi- that big of an artist.
2: Well, I went to like, the police confirm him as, as Jim Morrison. That is, I'm not too sure on that. Because, like, obviously police would have had to go and find the body and then right. all that shit, you know, so... You can pay
0: police officers, Lucas.
2: I know you can do that.
0: <laughs> but also, I have this thought in my head. Well, maybe, just maybe, if Pam was on board... With, with a possible fake death thing they could have set it up and found someone who looked remotely close to him and could have done something like that I mean that's a far-fetched idea yeah, so This poor, poor bastard that just got like murdered and
1: marked as Jim Morrison
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's the whole thing is like maybe that coffin was empty Mhm. could have been that happens all the time in like fake death things like people just bury an empty coffin and like they call it good um but that's the weird thing it's like it's not like he got shot in the head like if like people victims of drive-by shootings they don't have open caskets which makes sense you don't want to see your relative shot up or Mm -hmm. whatever you know or victims of like dismemberment and things like that they don't have an open casket but if Mm -hmm. it's just a heart attack or an overdose it seems a little fishy to me that, like, it would be a sealed casket He thing. also is a superstar, though. True. So. But, but but you have superstars who died. Like, even John Lennon's thing was an open casket. Mandela's an open casket. And, like, they're international people. True, though. But, I mean, people saw John Lennon
2: get shot down in the street. I mean, he, they, they literally saw his soul leave his body. You know? No, it's yeah. like a. I know. It's kind of I, different, I guess. I
0: still think it's fishy that the fact is, like, people who idolize, like, big artists, like... Well, and they make it kind of like... Like, even Michael Jackson's. They make it a an event where it's, like, people go and show respects and, like, mourn over, you know, the death of a superstar. Right. Which... You know that makes sense, but the fact that like even Ray Manzarek, like they buried him. There's no p- real press about it. There's right. nothing that even.
1: It's not often now that you hear someone that close to the person that they're talking about conspiracies. Yeah. Like they they're in that world. In, and yeah. To them. Well, that's
2: how, that. There's I I can't remember what it's from, but John Densmore has an interview that's that's somewhat like that too. And I remember one of the lines from it. He was like. If anybody could have uh, gotten away with, with faking, faking their, own death, <laughs> their own death, it's John. Their own death, it's John. Jim. Jim. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Sorry. And no. so once I heard that, I was like, fuck, that's like literally one of his best friends saying that. You know? Mm-hmm. That, like, I think he's... He, I mean, like, he thinks he did it. He's somewhere, yeah.
1: It. I mean, if you get really into the conspiracies, when you start looking at all the people from that area that... Kind of died, and then with the knowledge of um, like the introduction, uh, the FBI like introducing LSD, and then it basically had the backwards effect of what they wanted, where mm-hmm. it was a um, they're testing it to see if they can make people more um, influenceable yeah. and easier to kind of manipulate, and instead it opened people's minds. So you start taking down Martin Luther King yeah. and Jim Morrison. Janice mm. Joplin, yeah, you know, these people different. that are really
0: um, supporting those subcultures. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I pulled up the Jen's, John Densmore one. Um, it's only like three minutes. Mm-hmm. So after this one, we'll do that. And of... We'll uh, we'll uh, continue. I mean, we're like to more. come
4: back. You know, we're working on some songs. John and Robbie and I are getting together. You know, every Tuesday and Thursday, a couple of hours in the afternoon, putting some little ditties together, working on some tunes, a little of this, a little of that, keeping the chops up, writing some songs. I would started writing some stuff. John was working on some songs himself, and we're taking this opportunity to do some wood shedding, as they call it, and work on some tunes and waiting for Jim to come back. And all of a sudden, assuming, of course, that Jim's coming back, all of a sudden, Jim Morrison, is not only is he not coming back, Jim Morrison is dead. Jim Morrison will never be seen again. Your buddy, your pal, your friend, your brother, your soulmate, the guy, Dionysus. I played Apollo to his Dionysus, and Apollo and Dionysus are never going to hug again, are never going to make love again on stage, are never going to make art together. Mm, it's, yeah, it cuts out. Which oh, that's is. the
2: end of the Ray one? Yeah. Okay. But like, I was going to say, his voice sounds just the same as fucking... <laughs> I uh, thought that was the John Densmore one, I was like,
0: I'm wondering if I should do either the second one or the third. I'm not sure.
2: It's. It, I think it's the the first one. Huh.
0: Look at you. You How long, you long is details. it? A minute something. I,
2: that might be the one I listened to. I I think I listened to that full interview, but that's probably just the excerpt. Of actually, was that expected thing? Was a horrible
0: shot Well, I
5: mean, well, no, it wasn't expected. I thought, oh my god, he's he's gonna be an Irish drunk and live to eighty. <laughs> Ray and I and Robbie were at our rehearsal room and on a break and uh, you know there had been some McCartney death rumors a few weeks before and our manager told us and we kind of and and he just said I'm going to get on a plane right now and go find out well that was a weekend and he went and called and said Jim's dead and and he didn't see him it was a closed casket hence the rumors you know and Jim was a crazy guy who no one I've ever met would be more capable of faking their death than him but he also I don't want to discount he I watched him turn into an alcoholic with a disease we didn't have a substance abuse clinics, so I didn't really. I knew there was an elephant in the room, but I couldn't define it. He's dead. Sorry, I'm sorry.
1: So what do we What do we know about this manager guy? Because it it seems kind of strange that. Okay, so you understand? He went out there because he's their manager. All the guys in the doors kind of thought it was another uh, joke or whatever like the McCartney mm-hmm. theories, but uh. For him to go out there and they don't get a call for four days, yeah, that seems right. kind of suspicious. Like he he doesn't get there and he's giving them constant updates, you know, about what's going on. That's it's just the, like that's he's yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you know, maybe this manager guy who's So his job. It, the to manager was see Daniel
0: Daniel Sugarman. Um and there's a thing on him right here. Um, especially showcasing some Oh, that's just some random interview, but um, No, yeah, I think that's very odd. Yeah, no, that's kind of the main.
2: That's the main thing. Like from the May, the, the Ray interview is, it's like you know he leaves on a on a Friday, on a Friday, and then like, they don't hear from him like for, Monday. Yeah, you know that that is real weird.
0: He's buried. I didn't. See yeah, because you know you know he got there on Saturday. Yeah. And and it does. I mean, it takes a time to embalm and do that, but it's not. Yeah, you but he probably know. went and yeah. know. He probably knew right away that he was dead. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. At least he's actually dead. Um, We're burying you know, the him. funerals this day. Yeah. You guys should try to make it out. Right. That's least.
2: that'd be like what you should do. You know, yeah. if all your best friends are waiting to hear about if because I'd be I that's the main part I'd be pissed about. It's like. Oh, I didn't get to go to my best friend's fucking funeral because yeah. like nobody told me and he's that he was actually dead. Yeah, you know
1: he's buried across
2: the ocean too. And, right? Yeah. yeah, I would want uh, honestly probably any of us would be brought back, and probably he would have wanted to be brought back too. You know, yeah. and like. Mm-hmm. That's just shitty that they were just like, okay, well he's dead in Paris. We're just gonna fucking bury Baring him right, right there. here. Yeah. Although maybe then I don't know if they did that the way they do it now. Yeah, they it might actually, not be. Yeah, right. they might not have actually
0: been able to transport a dead but body. E- but e- but even but even then, so. even then, it's still like a discretionary thing. Like right, you know, at <laughs> four days is a long time
1: mm-hmm. to well, wait. Well, and did not have even like an announcement about yeah. his death, and like that shit's usually publicized. Mm-hmm. So, you know michael
0: jackson's funeral is this giant event mhm yeah i mean that's that's where i say like it's fishy you know where it's like well and it just makes it more and more fishy that they didn't do that stuff you know it's like if they if they were
2: i think if they were going to fake it that's what they should have done is made it a big event so that people are like he is fucking dead you know it's like he's not a he's not hiding somewhere and the fact that they like didn't do any of that stuff makes it kind of seem like maybe that's what happened. He's just like, okay, I'm I'm dead. Everybody pretend I'm dead, you know. <laughs> In regard to what is happening
6: with the deaths of Al Wilson and Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, where do you feel music is going and why are they burning themselves over this? this? is the, this? Jim
0: Morrison on death. Uh, well,
6: I guess that great creative burst of energy that happened three or four years ago was hard to sustain and. For sensitive people, I guess uh, uh, they might be dissatisfied with anything except, you know, the heights. And uh, when reality stops fulfilling their inner vision, I guess they get depressed. But that—that's—that's that's not my theory on why people die. You know, what is your they are, <laughs> Sometimes it's an, it could be an accident sometimes it could be suicide sometimes it could be murder there are a lot of ways people die i don't really know uh, i hope at about age uh, 120 with a sense of humor and a nice comfortable bed with no, I wouldn't want anybody around I just want to quietly drift off I think um, I think science has a chance Dying In a lifetime God, to you. Conquer Dying,
5: death I
6: think it's very Grabbing possible.
1: my tomatoes but if it did, what that would happen Fucking uh, it? godfather well, <laughs> <see>. <laughs>
0: Yeah man I I, I feel I just feel weird about it Man, I mm-hmm. just I've always. That's the one celebrity death I've always been like
1: Well, and if you're kind of trying to keep it, you know, so he really did disappear. He's disappearing from the public eye. I could see why
0: you want to make an announcement, too, because... I mean, there was news broadcast about it, but, like, it's... Not in the way that other people had. Well, and it's also the same thing, like, they're saying, the Paul McCartney fucking shit. Like, it's that type of thing where it's like, how can you actually trust it when there's all this other quote-unquote death happening? Well, that's happened so many times in our lifetime,
2: too. I mean, think about, like... When they did, uh, I mean, think about the, the, the Jackass guys. Like, yeah. when Ryan Dunn died, I remember being like, he's not fucking dead. Because there had been, like, yeah. seven things. That, Steve-O hung himself in his garage. Fucking right. Bam well, Margera died in a car crash. It, and it's, it's, like,
0: it's like the online hoaxes about mm-hmm. celebrity death that, like, you'll fucking see on social media. And there, there's
1: been very real ones yeah. that um, people actually thought they were dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've
2: had a few where I was like, they are fucking dead. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're, they're alive. This is yeah, fake. Yeah. Fun, this is fake. And then they even, those it's, artists it's come like, out and be like, it's fake. Yeah, like, it's I'm broadcast
1: here. on national television. Yeah
2: they're actually dead and then yeah <laughs> yeah it wasn't until i saw ryan Dunn's on actual well there was a steve-o one that got broadcasted on national television that he was dead and then he came out and he was like i'm not dead i don't know what everybody's yeah. going on about like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I honestly think steve-o can't die i, I feel like yeah nothing will kill like a, that guy he's like dude. a cockroach
0: dude he just <laughs> in a good way though i like Steve-O. no i love steve-o but like he just lives through so much shit like just the shit that he does. I'm like, how are you still yeah, breathing man. to this day? I he's don't
1: he's used his nine lives, and now he just has like. That's why mortality.
0: That's why he's just like real chill now, though. He's no, just he's, like no, he's he fucking, still does shit, dude. His whole like comedy tour is just him doing stunts. Like he got he got third degree burns all over his body because he lit himself on fire. On stage, Jesus And, like, he was in the hospital, and he was like, yeah, I just do this shit for the gag of it. And I'm like, bro, you're, like, 50-some years old. You need to chill none out. None of those dudes really feel pain. Like, they all...
1: Well, they're pain-tolerant. The funniest one is when he, uh... They're doing the flame gauntlet, and yeah. he's walking on this balance beam, and he falls into these giant... Uh, like, like just a bed full. of coals. He has <laughs> third-degree burns all up his body. So they ask him like, "How much pain are you in?" He says like, "It's like for a normal person, this is excruciating. Uh, this is <laughs> off the scale for me. It's a seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's just like yeah, you you do that type of shit so much that like your pain tolerance goes way high. It's like if you stub your toe enough, like every day, so you wake up, you stub your toe on the same fucking part of your wall. eventually it's not gonna be as bad as when it first happened
2: god yeah Um, i think about johnny knoxville all the time and just like the small aches and pains i have when i get out of bed i'm just imagining what it's like to be johnny knoxville waking up in the morning and just going fuck (laughs) like isn't johnny knoxville actually uh not able
1: to have kids i think he he has so much damage I probably From just, I would,
2: jack, just getting kicked in the balls, dude. Shot in the balls. <laughs> oh, they've had so much shit. Fucking hit them in the nuts, man. Or That's... like, but really, I mean, if you look at like, they're not as bad as like the dudes and brothers. Yeah. Who just like yeah. literally live yeah. to get hit in the nuts? Like they. Yeah.
1: yeah. If you guys need some good entertainment, go watch uh, Tractor Tire. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> <laughs> that Tractor Tire nut shot right. on YouTube. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, that's the one where it rolls down the hill and goes off the <laughs> yeah. operator,
1: 40 feet in the air. Like, a 300-pound tractor tire oh, square. My. Like, mathematical yeah, he, equations. Like, right to his Straight. <laughs> yeah, dude, so I'm surprised that didn't
0: just kill him. Like... <sighs> oh, my God, dude. I couldn't... I wouldn't sign up for that. Like, if you guys were like, yo, we're gonna do this. Do you want to be the guinea pig? I'm like, yeah, fuck that. No, but that's what all those dudes did. They I were know. just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just make a career out of
2: that. Like... They were like 16 years old, just yeah. doing dumb shit, and they were like, "Okay, let's just find a way to get paid for this," yeah. and then they did. You know, that's cr- kind of crazy. It's honestly really inspiring. Yeah, I'm but glad we live <laughs> in a world where that kind of thing just, happens.
1: You can make a career off yeah. nut shots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, shots. <laughs> like, kind of going back to Morrison and, and stuff. Um, yeah. If you guys have never listened to his interviews and things like that, they're very, I don't know, they're insightful to his mm-hmm. type of thinking. Um, but it also always allures me to the fact that, like, he would fake his death, mm-hmm. and just some of the stuff he says. And, um...
2: Yeah, like, I always go back and forth with that. I, I I there's part of me that really thoroughly believes that he did. But there's also a part that you're that like, it's just like, well, but that's also just kind of wishful thinking, you yeah. know. And it's also like, why do I wish he was alive so bad? I still have all this music that he left us and he's not going to make any more. So it's
0: like, but it's still know. I think it's like one of the things of like it's just it it sucks <coughs> it, it sucks Yikes. to be in that world of like not having those you know, artists, you know, mm-hmm. like at all. And There are
1: some artists where it's maybe good they pieced out the more they did, Mm -hmm. but there's there are some guys like Morrison where I think they had a lot left in them, Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, I mean he was only
2: twenty seven. I mean, how young that actually is. And I mean, Mm -hmm. also it's hard to believe when you look at him. It's hard to believe that he was only twenty seven because yeah. he looks like he's like in his mid forties yeah. in some of those pictures, you know, yeah. especially yeah. the pictures with Pam. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and you know, it's like I don't know it. It makes me like worry for the day that we don't have the Robert Plants, that we don't have the the Roger Waters or the David Gilmores, and like well, there'll be there new people that come exactly. along. Exactly, and, like, and like, that's, that's just yeah. like, that's just the way it goes. And, that, you and then you know that's that's life and death, and like mm-hmm. it's just. You know, one of the things that always, like, throws me is, like, oh, man, Robert Plant's still alive, and he's still making music. And, like, imagine if, you know, if it was the same trajectory that Jim was on, you know, where... Because Robert Plant was in the same substance abuse type of thing. Like, they all... I mean, it was the 70s. Like, that's... That was part of being a rock star. And Led Zeppelin, grantedly, was the biggest rock band after The Doors to really just be rock stars, you know? And, and... When, I, when I've when i listened to um, Robert Plant talk about, you know, the death of Bottom and, and everything, he was just like, we had so many plans, you know, for Led Zeppelin, so many of this and so many of that, and, you know, Led Zeppelin died the day Bonham died, and everyone asked me, why didn't you continue, why didn't you find a new drummer, he's like, well, that was my best friend, and that was Led Zeppelin that was right? Led Zeppelin and he's like there's no way you can come back from that and go we'll continue on making albums yeah you could probably put out a thing that like what the Doors did like perfect circle but, but that it, fucking it, album sucks it's terrible and, That's and that, like, I'm so mad they did yeah. that and you know it's like and it makes sense like even when Ray was talking about like yeah we had these songs written up like we're working on stuff and it makes sense like why they would they still wanted them yeah (laughs) Yeah. they still liked them but it still was a mistake I feel like I I agree and like just to hear Robert Plant from Zeppelin go yep the day bottom's gone you know we're done and that's it and Robert Plant went on to do his his solo stuff Jimmy Page went on to just doing like blues albums and all this shit it's like it's cool that they just decided, like, it's over, but... Well, you know. and I also think that's how an artist's life should be.
2: Like, I love watching... I mean, in the case of, like, Pink Floyd, like, watching Roger Waters go on and shit, you've got all of Pink Floyd, and you've got this whole history with the group, and then you've yeah. got this whole history afterwards of what they've done mm-hmm. after. Yeah. Same with Paul McCartney, too. Yeah. And, I mean, we were just talking about this George Harrison, John yeah. Lennon and all those guys. Like, they having that, like that maturity after the band you know like where they you kind of see them start to grow as an artist and they and when when it's a solo project like that it's like completely expressive of them yeah and so it's almost like you get to age with them and stuff and i like that especially in the case of paul mccartney because he's just done it for so long now, you can like hear him be an old man, yeah. and the way he writes songs He's well, an and, old man. And, you know? just, and
0: same with Roger and, right, and yeah. Robert Plant. Or Leonard Cohen, Leonard too. Cohen, well, yeah. he's perfect because he was always
2: solo, so it's like... Well, and, and that's
0: the one thing that I've expressed a lot like with Robert Plant is like I never really like checked out his solo stuff because he was experimenting a lot with like the change of sound from the 70s into the 80s into the 90s, but you still hear that, that Zeppelin-esque thing because it's still like him you Mm -hmm. know it's still it's still It's still it's still plant it's still jones it's still fucking page and like even the guitar stuff like you can hear that like robert plant misses that legendary group and like when i was telling you about achilles last stand off of the album presence um where he was talking about how you know everyone credits robert plant for being you know the front man and he's like but i wouldn't be anything without those three other dudes those those dudes brought to the table what you would consider some of the most like like some of the most beautiful musical talent ever seen on the whole face of the planet and and he's like i was just the dude singing the songs Mm -hmm. without those guys there would be no zeppelin there wouldn't be a me and he's like i cannot give enough credit to those guys uh to save my life and like this is just it shows it in this song and Achilles Last Stand is such an interesting um, song in itself because instrumentally it's one of their most prolific and intricate songs like people can say whatever but mm-hmm. like me being an avid Zeppelin fan I, I, I went and re-listened to that song and I was like yeah just everything that's going on is just so fucking there you know and it, it, it's cool to hear Plant see that and then him talking about like yeah man Like, I got inspiration from the song because I wanted to be in Morocco and I was in a wheelchair and the the record label was making us, you know, record this album and I just had the guys just really hone in on this more instrumental piece rather than it being heavy with, like, vocal presence. Because, I mean, there is a lot of vocals on it, but it's like... It's their best instrumentally made out al- uh, mm-hmm. made song. Even that album in general is like right. because Plant couldn't deliver enough because he was sitting in a hotel room mm-hmm. in a fucking hotel bed because he couldn't walk, mm-hmm. um, in a wheelchair and everything. And he was like, I needed, you know, time to kind of, you know, get back into the swing of things. But yeah, I mean, just after Bonham died, you know, it's like, I think where do you go? Where you- same with Jim and same with Lennon and. Like, I mean, I know the Beatles were pretty much concluded at that point, but it was like a thing of like, well, now we can no longer continue a possible reunitement of the band or anything like well, that. That's, that's we, something we that can't always kind of talked about. Is work that he together wishes that, that, that he hadn't died because they probably would
2: have gotten Eventually, back together. Yeah. Well, he, he, uh, he was talking about I can't remember which podcast he recently did this on, if it was on that Soda Jerker one or yeah. on, on uh, Mark mm-hmm. Marin, but he was talking about like they're different songs, and he was like, there. You know, there was a point where we thought that the Beatles couldn't go on, like the Beatles were done. You know, but then he was like watching it. You know, he was like, we all had songs that would have just become more Beatles albums. You know, yeah. you've got right. uh, you've got Imagine with Lennon, and then what was his big one on his first album after that? Um, Paul McCartney's. Uh, Fuck! Like in the same year, they all had like big hits. Him and George Harrison. George Harrison and and had, Paul, Paul oh was the first lord. one. Yeah, like, oh oh lord. my lord! Oh sweet lord! Yeah. Um, and then and Paul, ba-
1: Band on the Run was like 1970, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: no, he had some shit as just Paul mm, McCartney.
1: Yeah, well, no. It well, Paul was the first one with music. Cause cause didn't made, did, because then they broke up. Then he go straight. Oh, but I want to look at his albums after that. Because he, what they kind of talk about is Paul is very much the businessman of the group and he knew um like when to put out albums like it is he'd say like it's a good climate to release an album right now it'll you know it'll be very uh, successful yeah. and he used um the breakup of the Beatles the giant news of that to promote his first to
2: promote was it uh, McCartney is this his first yeah so he I think he was saying like lovely Linda would have would have been like a just a good Beatles song. Um and what's this? It's fucking fresh. Well and then like so Ram is my favorite McCartney yeah. album and like I've always heard Ram on being just like a good fucking or, or even Uncle Albert, Admiral mm. Halsey. Like, like they still had... He still had it in him to write that shit. Right. John obviously still had it in him, you know, with having a match well, and, I and think, having...
1: I think especially George had a lot left in him. Oh, because yeah, Because George... he
2: was only allowed three
1: songs an album. So he had all this stuff just in back catalogs that he yeah. wasn't allowed to use.
2: For well, whatever. and he's got my favorite catalog post-Beatles. Oh, yeah. George... Yeah. Like, yeah. I actually... I think that McCartney's... I think Ramon is my favorite post-Beatles record, mm-hmm. but... I think, like, at looking at it, like it's an entirety. entire ca- uh, uh, catalog.
0: George yeah. Harrison has the best one, you know. Uh, so I just found a cool <clears throat> thing. It's uh Led. I kind of like this talking about celebrity, mm-hmm. or I guess superstar death. Right. Um, but there's a cool Led Zeppelin talks about bottom mm-hmm. passing. You guys, open to listening to that. Fucking Clover, day. man. What is this? Do you know what it is? Tinder, basically. I don't really
3: and lies, I guess. uh... um, This really screaming, uh, ugly, irritable little bastard lying in a pram, looking up at his father, uh, unable to speak because he still hadn't found the word for dad, saying, I want, I want in his own language. And he's never continued, he's always continued to do that from that day on with... (laughs) (laughs) He's a good lad, and he was a good lad all the way through, but he was always very boisterous and, uh, um, I guess, demanding, but uh, if you went around to see his dad, you'd have to see him too.
2: Oh, I felt so good to write it, that song. Can <laughs> <the> song <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Oh, fuck, and, um, I can't imagine a writing something and like a big jukebox with all the music really know? You're yeah, you like, we back yeah. from we've been together, and all sit down and mess around and start dancing about. A jukebox be real loud, and Jason would get on his little kid, little <laughs> oh, little tot
5: he have to
3: play all this stuff, you know. I mean, he was like, he was better than the drummer with Stevie D, better than the Temptations drummer, better than Bonzo, better than everybody because he was sober. Oh no, he's going downstairs to so the kitchen, put the jukebox in, and I play to music, you know. Oh, but once he gets home, oh, this to, is about like, Jason. No way, mate. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is his son.
3: Here, let's just see what this
5: one is conference
0: I just wanted to ask you a
7: little bit about the emotions that were in the room with regards to Jason being on the drums there seemed to be moments that song remains the same and in rock and roll where he was kind of channeling his father and I wondered how it made you guys feel about having Jason there and, and not having
2: John there what kind of emotions were going through your mind <laughs> just look at each other.
7: well Jason lost his father when he was a, <coughs> a young boy and um He's been struggling with that for, you know, from that time onwards. And uh, the thing is that his father encouraged him to play the drums from when he was a tiny, wee kid, you know. And um, in those days, his dad used to coach him and chide him and stuff like that. But when his dad left him, he was left to his own devices. But always referring to his dad and also referring to the great drummers, you know, that he knew. So. It was kind of inevitable over the years. There's always been a kind of rub between us all, isn't there really? Between us as friends and family and stuff like
0: that. Sean's going to be Jimmy so Page one day. Just look at him. he's and, <laughs> wonderful. and yeah. I, can also, see, I can see Caden fucking looking like Robert so Plant. Yeah, with
2: this curly hair. He drove voice. us, you know. Whenever we and started he he kind of you know, like sort him. of... Uh,
7: Jason would blast through the whole thing. And it... Um, it was, it was peculiar and strange at times, but at the same time it was very rewarding for all of us and it really did work as a performance with him and kind of driving us on, which was great for him, great for his family and great for his grandma, John's mom, Joan. The whole thing was a sort of uh, just a kind of easing of all those years of discussion and debate from Jason to us.
1: I feel like that's one of the few ways you could kind of keep something like that going. Maybe not for recording albums, but if you're gonna go play some live shows, like right. at least get there. Well, kit. and
0: and the one thing that I've been reading a lot about, you know, they did that once with Celebration because they did the whole Celebration album and um, they play, they did a live thing um, in in London. But you know, even now they're still like. Plant still talks about how they don't want to do another one, and it's nothing against Jason. It's just the fact that, like, you can still tell that Plant still, you know, he misses that so much, and he doesn't feel like it's worth it. You well,
2: know? also, I guess the thing that I like about Jason Bonham is he's made his own path, you yeah. know? Same with, like, Sean Ono. Yeah. Like, he, or, or Sean uh, Ono Lennon. Like, he... As they've made their own path. They're not just, like, coattailing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, but and if you look at, like, the case of, like, Young Dirty Bastard, like, Old Dirty yeah. Bastard's son, right. like, that shit pisses me off because he's
0: just, like, he's just acting like his dad, you yeah. know? Like, and just filling in his dad's shoes. It's, like, it's, A, it's no longer... You're just trying to be something you're not. I exactly, mean, not, not yeah. saying that, like, just because your lineage is whatever. It, well, it's but, like, like you need a form. Own. Yeah, uh, you need yeah. a form. Like, how, yeah. how do you find yourself when well, you're like, just, were, like, filling your dad's they shoes? They were
1: great because they were individuals. Yeah. They were right. something that had never been, heard, been seen yet. before. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the one thing I like about Jason, though, is, you know, and even when Plant talks about him, it's like, you know, his dad was like, ooh, like, you should be a drummer too. And it's just cool to see, like, yes, he fills the shoes, but he also. But has... he
2: also does his own shit. Exactly. Like, he fills his shoes when it's needed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, and he's. I guess in the case of what he's doing, he's celebrating his dad. Yeah. By, by filling his shoes and doing just certain shows. Yeah. Playing for him or playing his parts, you know? Which that's really like. I mean that I like that, but yeah. like being young, dirty bastard, and just yeah, being and, and oh, I'm am the fucking new old dirty yeah, bastard. Exactly, it's like no, yeah. it's you're a, you're you're just a you're fucking stealing.
0: yeah. You're, you're not being your own thing, right? And yeah, that's. I mean, it's just like a shitty feeling. Like I I couldn't even imagine you know like losing one of my friends to whatever you know Mm -hmm. like like in this life of being an artist and doing this and doing that like losing a friend to whatever it may be would just be devastating to the fact where it might you know you would find your own niche again and do whatever you need to do to continue but you just know it doesn't it won't feel the same exactly because like when
2: we do what we do now i mean there's so much like there's always so much, like, love in the room, you know? Like, there's... Uh, whenever we're recording or whatever, it's just, like, I'm here with my best friends and, and like, yeah. I want to be nowhere else, you know? Yeah. It's, and, it's like, literally our own little world. Like, it, you, know, you and talk the, about a yeah, lot of like, friends, I, but, Yeah, like, and that's that's what we... Yeah, we talk about that all the time of, like, trying to create a world in which we don't need to leave our little world, you know? Yeah. And, like, um, because right now we have to constantly step outside of that. Yeah. And you uh, got to bring your world to... The- to the world. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. But, uh... We'd be able to live in it. But, purely. like, I just know that if any of us were to die anytime soon, it would just... Every time we'd go to that it, world, it, it, it would just... It would just... There'd be, like, a hollow
0: space, and it would it'd be, never feel the same, yeah, you it know? It would be emptiness, right. man. It would be the... You know, it's probably, like, in a way, like, I imagine, you know, me leaving, you know, to become a Marine or whatever. Right. It, it, I, I imagine that might have been the same feeling, because it is almost just, like, a total... It's a total death of, like, somebody, you know? Well,
2: and I had that when I was about to move to Portland. I was, like, thinking about how I'm going to set up my shit so that I can, like, continue to work. And then I started to think about it, and I was like, all I'm going to be doing is creating a miniature shrine to the little world that I have somewhere else, you know? And I was like, why am I I not going to just stay in in
1: that In in that little bubble,
0: yeah. Exactly, and I I think, you know, um, things like that, even if it's not death even moving away from where you're, almost just, like, where you belong, you know? Right. It's just, it's... Just as tragic, I it, think, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just as tragic as... Dying. At least to art, it's as tragic, yeah. you know, like, it could...
2: Because it, it won't carry the same weight. Exactly, yeah, and, and, and that's how I feel like a lot of things become very commercialized and stuff, is, yeah. like, you're just trying to just do it still, well, and it, you're not,
0: like... Imagine if it was, like, a thing of, like, you know, gone through with the Marines, like, was actually healthy and everything didn't have any problems and gone through with that then just like i mean you probably wouldn't have created art well a that and then b it would be more of like a thing of like oh yeah i would love to play a show with you guys but it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be the same type of spirit like knowing myself i know that i wouldn't Feel the same that I do now. I would almost if, feel like uh, like imposing like, or like or imposing or acting right how I used to be, even right. though I'm totally different now. Right, and it's like I wouldn't be able to look at myself in the mirror and go, "Oh, yes, you're you're still in this band. You're still, you know, believing in you know free art and and life and feeling like." what you do is making you come full circle with yourself and right. feeling happy. You, it would be more of like I'm looking at myself in the mirror knowing that I'm imposing and being somebody who I'm not yeah, anymore. An yeah, trying right. to trying to live right. in the same shoes I was. I mean, like, it would almost be like if I went back and
2: was trying to play a fucking punk show, you know, exactly. like now. It it just it just, would be, I, would, I would know I'm just, like, faking, yeah. you know.
0: And, like, it just would bring a, a, an elephant into the room that wouldn't fit. You know. Which it, is
2: like I guess part of the thing too is like once shit's done, I like want it to stay done. You know, yeah. like if we like say say like satellite pilot ends in this way, like I don't want to go back to, to, to even if it's super successful, it's like it's that's it. It's, it's done. I don't wanna yeah. like fake anything, well, you know.
0: It, it makes you know, it feels like you're trying to keep the the
2: image going right well and like life goes through waves you know and like i'd like to you just gotta ride the wave that's given to you you don't you don't want to like you know once if you fucking fall on a certain wave you can't just hop right back on the same one it doesn't work like it's like you know know,
0: the jokes we always have about like (laughs) on tour we're like well if alex is gone we have some recordings we'll just keep using your recordings it would be like Coachella but like it's the same thing where it's like I feel like if any of us died it would kind of taint the idea of continuing the art in a way of just like well even if you're not a big part or if you're not this or not that it would still make it odd Mm-hmm. to just you know you have this like a band like people are always yeah it's a band you know it's a bunch of dudes or girls or whatever uh co-ed people just hanging out and making music well no there's a true harmony and a true love in a band yeah, it's no, not like, this it's is, not just to like, me this is a family like exactly i yeah.
2: i fully see this as like it's not i think a lot of people don't think about bands as uh like a thing that you need to be loyal to i see that a lot and people who play in like 40 different bands or whatever right. you know yeah. and uh and I guess it's different for us because we all play in a lot of bands, but it's all the same people that we're playing with. And yeah. so, like, it's yeah. just making art with the same people. But, like, I, that's what Alex and I have talked about this before, and it's, like, some people are just trying to be in a band, which is fine. I mean, they love music or whatever, and they want to yeah. play music. But for me, it's mo- I, I don't even want to be a musician. I just love spending time with this family. Exactly. And that's, like, that's what's important. Well, me, you know? we, so once this family yeah, is, like, done, done I don't want to to. It doesn't matter yeah. to me because it's, like, that love isn't going to be within the music anymore. You know, And,
0: and you know, it's yeah. it's just like, like I said, you know, people look at bands and just go, yeah, it's a band. Mm-hmm. It's, to us, it's not just a band, it, regardless of just making music. The fact that, like, you know, I would spend any amount of time just trying to book a tour to a band that I had only been a part of for, like, two months mm-hmm. is a thing of, like, it's an act of, for me, it was an act of love because I believed in it, and I was like, yeah, I will fucking book a tour that I've never done before. I I'll I'll will sit here until this time and go until this time at night just to just to help you know my family get to where we need to go and 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 do what we want to do. And it was after I did that I was like, no man, like even if I wasn't playing an instrument, just being able to be a part of this group of people that I love and just spend this time with them on the road well, it's just... and 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 be encompassed in this idea that. This is a possibility to where I could live my life in. You know, right. this, this this type of life is the life that I crave, regardless of being a musician. Right. Just the fact that I can spend as much time as possible with these people, with yeah. these p- people is it makes more of the difference to me. Yep, uh, yeah. I could go a day. I could go years of my life without playing a fucking conga or whatever the fuck I play. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, being in this group of people that I love is more important. Than um, you know playing an instrument, right? It, I
2: mean, it's days like yesterday that make me realize that, like, just everybody piled in on a porch, you know, and like, it just—I don't know—it's everybody's there, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just—it it, it, that—that's like,
0: it, we don't need to be playing music for that. Like, to don't be there. To, yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't like, need it. Yeah, we're to all doing, together, and it still just feels it's like a, the same. it's a family, man. And extended family, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You know, it's, you know, everyone's always like, oh blood's thicker than whatever you know like blood's thicker than water some mm. bullshit that thing. but it's like you know what man at the end of the day the people you spend your time with a majority of the time do just become your family because it's like I know for a fact that if any of us trouble may come to us uh, things may hit each person and I know there's a there's a way we can rally together as a group of people and help that individual out. If I ever had any financial problems, yo, I need to borrow 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can call yeah. one of you and be like, yo, I need $20. Like I need to, you know, figure some stuff out. Um, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. I'll, I'll call, you know, so and so we'll, and we'll, we'll figure this thing out, you know, and it always comes full circle, man. The help never ends. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't eat today. I'm broke. Um, well, I'll, I'll pick up your tab, man. Don't worry about it. Like it's it's you know, it's whatever. Like, I'll. You need to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's get you fed. It was the other day. Alex was like, ah, I don't got any money, and I was like, Well, I got an extra like fourteen bucks. Like, let's let's go get some food, man. I haven't mm-hmm. eaten all day either. And he's like, Are you sure, man? Like, I can pay you back. I was like, No, it's fine, dude. Like, if you're hungry, let's eat. Let's yeah. let's get some food. I think the idea of a family has always been to me. It's
1: been much more about the people you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and people you want to be
2: around. Um, Which don't get me wrong, I love my family too. Right. But, like, exactly, yeah. but I see it as the same thing. Yeah. I literally see like this group of it, people and there's, my there's family is not, there's as there's not both, an outlier. Yeah. It's, right, it's
0: mesh. It's just it's, it's, it's like the it's same, same one thing, solid you know? unit. Yeah, and that's how I feel as well. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I can I can totally understand if a person comes from like a horrible kind of abusive family. Right they don't want to consider that their family, but they have their really good
0: friends. Like, that's your family. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or even, like, in my situation where my family's very spread out, I don't, I don't really get to interact as much. I mean, Mm -hmm. it also just comes back on me, um, where it's like, you know, I'm busy, man. Like, I don't, the people I spend my time with, the people I I need to, um, because we're all trying to build something. But I would like to spend more time with my family. But at this moment in my life, it's, the scheduling of trying to fit in, you know, much-needed family time with a brother or whatever, it's it's very difficult. And, like, yeah, I do think about it and go, well, you know, I, I probably should, like, take the invitation and go hang out and, and do I something. I try to a lot of the time. And, 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 I, and I, I try, and usually it falls through because that's just the way... Shit goes. It, and, it, and it happens, and the thing that I like is they understand, and it's nothing against them. It's not... It's not me outright going, eh, I don't want to fucking hang out with them. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. It's a thing of, like, yo, like, I don't know when I'm going to be free. Um, it does get you know. easier, though. It's hard when you're working full-time and doing what we're
2: doing right. full-time. Like, Because, I mean, now that I'm not, like, working at the moment, I, I do have, like, the time to go and just, like, sit on the porch with my parents, you yeah. know, and, like, just have a beer or whatever. Yeah, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. And that's super nice because for, yeah. I mean, there was, like, a two-year period where, like, I didn't do that ever, you know? Right. And, uh... Like, I maybe would see my parents once every few months. Right. And uh, so, I mean, I've definitely really enjoyed being able to spend time with them because
0: it's not like I didn't want to. I just literally couldn't. And well, it's, you know, and if they understand, it's fine. You right. Know, it's, right. Like, it's not a big deal. It's they, if they can see that you're actively working towards well, yeah. something, you and know, at it's the end okay. of the day, you need to uh, put yourself around the people
2: and allow yourself to be forward moving mm-hmm. yeah. and be productive. You know, right, uh, yeah, because I do think there's a lot of people who could do a lot in their life, but they just feel like they have to like give their time to to, this to, the, to their family just because like it's obligatory. Right, and it's like, right. I mean, it is. I mean, you do need to care about your family, and like, right. and, and le, like like you said, unless you come from like somewhere that's really and shitty, hopefully and, and if
1: they're your family at the end of
2: the day, they want to see you work and do its best. Right. Well, and that's where that's like I've been super lucky, and I have a family who wants me to do that. You know, yeah. like they understand when I don't come you know
0: yeah. well yeah and i don't know man being in a band you know is just one of those things where you know if if you've ever thought about having a brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever you want to call it um it's probably one of those beneficial things i've ever been a part of um you got to pick the right people though and you got to do right. it for the right reasons exactly otherwise you and don't it, get that thing when you know? it, it's like it just happened so naturally in this aspect where it's like we're all friends mm-hmm we all spend our time well together. that's what it is first we, we're all friends first you know yeah, and it's not- but now it's like we see each other we greet each other with hugs and mm-hmm. you know whatever embrace and and it, it's it's a different experience because you don't really get to see that in a lot of people's lives where you know uh, people embrace each other as friends whatever but mm-hmm. like you know you see your buddy like let's say like last night I went to go get my shit from uh, Aaron's house and Caden was there and I was like oh my god dude like yeah, I was just happy to see him. I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, how have you been? Like, what's what's you been up to?" And
2: I hope he's coming tonight. I haven't seen him in a bit. Yeah, he is. He okay, is. Okay. Um,
0: And so, you know, first thing I did, gave him a real long hug. I was like, oh, "I miss you, brother." Like, hope everything's going good. How's you and uh, Sade? And he's like, "Oh, we're great." And I was like, "Yeah, man, cool." Um, it's the same thing, you know. Even if even if it's outside of the band, like Aaron, you know, we go out to lunch sometimes. Just like, just try to mingle, hang out. You know, that's that's he's my brother. You know, that's mm-hmm. just that's what we do. And it, it's always cool to have that type of friend base where, no matter how big it gets, we're all very close mm-hmm. in some aspect. Um, I think it is. We are really lucky too, though. I don't
2: think like really looking at a lot of people age, They don't have this big of a friend group. We yeah. do. We do have a very big friend group, but everybody's very close. And I don't think a lot of people have that.
0: You know, they might have like two or three friends are right, real close but ours with. ours is up in the ours is double really, digits. Yeah, it's, really, really large. You know, and it's it's kind of cool to be able to, you yeah. know. A, for me, you know, I have roommates that are, are my friends and, like, you know, it's not... Yeah, it feels like a family every night, too. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's nothing... Just, it's not, like, when you're living somewhere where you don't really know the people all that well. You don't know, you know, what if you're doing is okay. If, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're always kind of in this paranoid state. Yeah, no, like, when and, I lived in that one apartment in Fort... I guess you had probably the same yeah.
2: thing when you lived in Fort Collins, but, like, I never knew if I was, like, making too much noise. Like, I had yeah. to be silent every fucking where I went yeah. in the house. And, like, I had to... uh. Schedule when I was going to do dishes and shit because right. I, like, wanted to do them before the person got home and I didn't want to make too much noise doing that and, like, right. and uh, I could only listen to music for an hour
0: every day or whatever, right, you know, right, and right, it's, like, right. that's not how to live. That's well, not how you live. And, that, and that's what I like about here. I was just looking at my door and just, like, the funny pranks that we pull on each other right, just yeah. for a laugh, you know, and right. it's just... It makes it worthwhile, you know, to come home and, you know, people are home and you know, right. hang out. And you're just living with your friends and, you know, hanging out in a well, space. Well, it's like even and, just like,
2: me. Like, I'll come here to pick up my computer and, like, they're watching something on TV and I'll just, like, sit down and watch it with them. And they're not
0: – like, you're not here or whatever. Yeah. But it's like nobody gives a fuck, you know. Yeah, well, like, it's like – it's because everyone knows each other. We know right. – you know, we're not sketched out about anything. And there's nothing – we just have a very solid group of people, a solid family of people, mm-hmm. and it, it's really interesting. It really is. I think about it a lot, you know. And I think that's what we always wanted to create with True Sight, and I think it's actually
2: happening now, which yeah. is, like, really awesome, you know, because yeah. I was always kind of scared that, like, we'd try and try and try to do it, and it wouldn't actually happen that way. Right. And it just kind of naturally is, you know. Yeah, you Which know. is It's just fucking really cool. Yeah, you get lucky that you have everyone
0: with kind of a common mindset. Mm-hmm. And I like how... Through ups and downs, it still stays pretty glued together. Mm-hmm. Every like any any aspect of anything, there there might be some, you know, guff or, or or drama related things, but it all we always actively work through it to continue a solid, healthy like relationship with all of us. So it's nothing. There's nothing ever really that would end it, you know, because we right. all work through the shit, and it's like. There could be negative aspects to certain things, but we all make it a, you know, a thing to like push through it and to continue and to be there for each other when you're in a low point, whatever, you know, need advice, call this person. You need this, call this person. We're always working together to continue what we have and going to the band thing, it's the same thing. You Mm -hmm. know, it's the same mindset, always working together because, you know, there's no team or there's no I in team. And in this team, it's just not a team. It's a fucking family, and that's just how we roll. And, yeah. you know, I think that's where a lot of outsiders' uh, views of us is it must be weird for them because we are very tight-knit. We are very... They're very effective very, towards yeah, each other, exactly. which I feel like yeah. a lot of people aren't, you know. Well, and they, a yeah. lot of people, like, they don't understand that. And I get it. Like, at first, I was like, that's some bullshit excuse. You just don't want to mingle. And it's like, well, no, I get it. I understand. I see... Not feeling comfortable around Not feeling yet. comfortable because the the amount of expression and love towards each other is just so defining and you but see but i also it, forget
2: know? how long it took for us to get to this point i mean me and you have been friends yeah. for like 13 years now yeah. me and noah have been friends for like 6 7 years now mm-hmm. you know like it takes a long time to huh? get that comfortable with people right. and we're just lucky to have remained friends with people that long
0: you know <laughs> and like well that's the one thing that always kind of you know blows my mind it's like having high school friends still be your friends mm-hmm. you know a lot having of people elementary school friends exactly still be your friends you, know? you like get out of school and you're no longer there with each other for eight hours a day you're busy blah 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 and i think art brings together those people and luckily our whole group is just all art people and people who enjoy art and music and film and laughing and, and spending time together whatever it may be camping yeah. hiking whatever um we're very lucky um in that aspect of, of friendship and, you know, companionship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost like you don't even need a soulmate to have 20 soulmates. You know, right. you don't you don't need that one person to make you feel fulfilled. Yeah. You can go to a room where you spend, you know, nine hours, 10 hours, 20 hours a week and still feel that fulfillment of like, I know if I go here, I'm going to feel 10 times better than what I did you know, 10 minutes ago. Right. Like, if I'm having a shitty day, I go go to Alex's house, the Shunstein factory, and I know I'm going to be... I'm going to feel better. I know that someone's going to say something, and I'm going to laugh, and, you know, we'll all fucking yeah, chuckle. Yeah, you just get and, a place where you
2: can just kind of let go of, like, your shit, you know? Yeah, and
0: it's... it's You live in that world, and you forget... It's, it's almost like you're on vacation. You mm-hmm. forget about the outside world for while you're there. That's um, like after quitting my job, dude. I've been living on vacation. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm just like living in a non-stop bubble of creation which yeah. feels like it, yeah. I feel so clear right now cuz like all I do every day is like write music and write films and that's it. Yeah. Like and then, and then that's like and then I take a break of, from doing that to do this yeah. and it's like it's so fucking nice. Well, that's I, it. and even you know? with a job, you know, a job that allows me to Yeah, you're you're in a good situation yeah. work-wise, which I'm hoping that's what this new job is going to. And
0: be. you know, it like, like it's not I'm quitting that bitch. I'm not. I'm as much as I shit. wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could get out of this cycle of working a day job, but right now it's good. You know, I have a boss who treats me with respect, and respect is given and earned. And um, to have people outsiders looking in in that aspect of like a boss looking at an employee who has all these aspirations and, and ambitions is very interesting to me because my boss, fantastic human man, like there I've never I've never had a boss sit me down and go if you're as ambitious as i am Mm -hmm. i see what can help in certain situations i had an anxiety attack because i was late for work and i had all the shit i had to do to get out the door i fucked up the truck i hit it on a pole you know and for him to just go ah shit man Uh, take a breather here's some coffee relax for a second and then Mm -hmm. go on your route and we'll talk about this later i was like okay whatever you know and i come in and on monday and or on tuesday and he's like before you leave, I want to have like a, you know, a man to man thing, you know, like, a you know, just a talk. And he's like, I'm not mad at you. I just, I just want to talk to you. I want to figure out how we can, you know, get around this thing. So you're not holding this above your own head. Cause if, mm-hmm. he's like, if you're anything like me, you're going to be holding this above your head. And it's always going to be this constant blah, 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 blah. I was like, sure, whatever, man. And then I just sat down and he's talking and he's like, it was very uncharacteristic of you, which is, was weird because i i see that he's been watching how i do things in the morning and he's like you usually come in very calm and collected and you're ready to work you get ready you you're just kind of floating you know you're just chilling Mm -hmm. in a good mood and you came in flying you know on monday and very sporadic and very you looked very worried Mm -hmm. and he's like I know it's hard to leave shit like at the door when you come into work, you know. That shit's always it always follows you. Whatever baggage you have, it will follow you. He's like, "I get that, but you usually just leave it at the door and continue on." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in this space for now and you're focusing. He's like, "I see, I see that you couldn't leave it at the door that morning and it's why this happened. You weren't you were thinking 30 steps ahead rather than thinking right now in the present." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Think about if He's like, if you're like me, man, and I see it because you're ambitious as I am, if you would just stop and focus on the thing that you're doing right then... He's like, so if you're at band practice, you should only be focusing about band practice. If you're podcasting, you should be only focusing on podcasting. If you're filming, you should only be focusing on what you're filming. Mm -hmm. He's like, you need to be living in the constant present rather than thinking 100 steps ahead throughout your day. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a very interesting piece of advice to hear from a boss who obviously he's listened to what I do, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's like made the analogy to exactly what I do. Like, I just thought that was very cool well, to have someone go, if you're podcasting, just focus on podcasting. You know? that's, like, that's kind of what I guess was
2: meant by the, the, like a testament to the present was I, and I know that this is something that we all agree on, but like, this is the way that I view it is like, I don't feel good unless I'm in the present moment right then. Right. So like, if I'm working and I can just focus on working, it doesn't feel that bad to right. be work. you know, cause it's what sucks is when you're thinking like, oh, I've got, fucking six more hours of this left, you know, but if you're, if you're doing one thing and you're just focusing right then when you're doing it, you just don't even realize how long you have, how long you've been doing it. And and then once you go to actually like creating art and shit, if you're focused on what you're doing right then, and you're not thinking about like, well, I've created this thing in the past and it did, it did this. And I want to create this thing in the future. Like, cause then you're not making like genuine shit, you know, you're making like a, a tailor, a, a filtered down version of yeah. what it could be, rather than just focusing on what's what best mean, yeah. for it right then. Exactly. You know, yeah.
1: you're splitting your identity. Right, you're exactly. Identity in the past
2: and the pre- in the future. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's a fraction of of what you, you can know, be. The present. Yeah. yeah, and so that's kind of that's I guess what I mean by a testament to the present. It's yeah. just like I I think that's the best way to live. You know, it's just right, right then and now.
0: Yeah, man. Um We are at the time yeah, i feel like that's probably a good spot to kill her so we're at an hour and 20 yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty good, good. Mm-hmm. um yeah man live your life <laughs> to the present that's the kind of good thing to leave off on and, yeah. and you know hug your friends
2: yeah for sure especially because you don't know when they're fucking gonna not yeah. be there
0: that's the one thing that like i kind of <laughs> Yeah, listening to that casket, yeah, listening to that Ray, that Ray, that thing last night, kind of almost made me tear up because I just, I was just like, man, I couldn't even imagine that feeling of just like, well, my brother's gone. Like, right. what am I gonna do now? Like, what, what are we gonna do? You know, it's just yeah. like even right now I'm, i kind of feel it. Like, it's just like it's sad, man. It's yeah. just like a sad thing to to analyze and hear and, you know you like Ray if you don't like Ray still it's you know that was his best friend he spent that did make me like him a little bit more no yeah and you know there's things that people do that you're like eh, well you know it's kind of a shitty way to go about things but to hear that from him and you know hear the actual like way he described especially the ending you know like my soul my Dionysus to the Apollo like, I was Apollos, my Dionysus you know like you know fighting crime together in a way my, my teammate my best friend like mm-hmm. that just made me it reminded me of my group our group right. you know just mm-hmm. we're all feeding off of each other constantly and you know if one of us goes there's always going to be that empty, empty space anonymous that, space yeah. you know but uh we just gotta hope hope for the best and hope yeah, we all well, I live hope we very all, long. I hope we're all and,
2: fucking like 80 years old sitting on a dock on a lake somewhere someday. Just like we fucking made it. Yeah. Like we yeah, all made it yeah. together,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't mean
2: made it in like the, I, I mean, made it as in we all lived. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> <yeah. laughs> did what we were supposed to do. Right. Yeah, man. Um, so that is the podcast, uh, for Monday today. Um, oh, this is coming out. Yeah. Monday. Yep. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Again, this is sponsored by Layered Superfood. Go to go to their website. Check out their products. Get that 20% off. Use that promo code TRUESITE20 at checkout, baby. Shit is good. Um, check out our Patreon, TrueSight Network. Check out our YouTube, TrueSite Network. <laughs> Subscribe to that <laughs> shit. Uh, this one's not going to really have like an actual physical video. We'll have an audio clip video for it. Um, still cool as hell. Um, check that out. On YouTube. Um, and then, uh, yeah, go check out Anchor. If you want to make your own podcast, talk about whatever the fuck. I feel like there's a lot of serial killer uh, podcasts. But if you want to keep flooding the market with that, keep doing so. Um, <laughs> there's only so many serial killers. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do, do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want. Talk about
2: whatever you want to talk about.
0: But, uh yeah, man. Uh, and, check us out uh, on Spotify. We got two shows. Come we got... We, well, we just played a show on Friday at Lost Lake, and then this So if you week, missed that, you
2: fucking missed out, yeah. because it's
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this Friday, we got a show... Where is it? The 12th. Is it Hillcrest, or is it... No. no Pinball is
2: first? No, 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 no. The 12th is the House Oh, Street, yeah. That's a... Yeah. Mess, it's, you got to message us. It's in Denver... Um, message either Satellite Pilot, Satellite underscore Pilot on Instagram, uh, or message the podcast. Uh, we'll give you the, the, the address to that. And then we've got a show at Hotel Hillcrest. Do you know the date July of that? July 17th. July 17th. Also messages for the then, address to
0: that. And then Pinball Jones West. No, no, no. Uh, sorry. 17th is Pinball Jones West. Oh, okay. 23rd is Hillcrest. Okay. Yeah. Pinball Jones West and Hillcrest. Yeah, be good. So come check those out, um, and yeah, just get some music in you. See the see the love, man. Yeah, because uh, there is a strong love, and we love everybody. So come come, come give be us a part a, of our Dude, family. come give us a hug. Like I yeah. love giving hugs. It feels so good. Like it, it's my favorite thing. Fuck being in just a regular relationship. I just like giving hugs. Like, <laughs> that's all I want for a relationship <laughs> with anybody. Hugs yeah. and happiness and laughter and yeah, man, cool embrace. So the song for today. I think it's going to be... What oh, do you need love? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would work. But Gazed. I was thinking... Uh, Gazed and confused? You no, I was thinking... Uh, what is the fucking name of the song? Why can't I say uh, it? Led- it's Zeppelin, but... Um, uh, Friends by Led Zeppelin. I think that's a good song. Yeah. So, it's off of Led Zeppelin 3. Never mm-hmm. listed the album. It's one of their best... Uh, very beautiful weird start to an immigrant song and then the rest is all bluesy it's a weird idea i think it's fucking cool though if there's there's one song in this world that gets me pumped up is immigration song so yeah it's fucking hardcore but uh anyways so uh here's friends and uh make sure you have a good week again hug everybody love everybody do your thing we love you thank you for listening you